Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your daily crypto news for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. It was election day yesterday. It's the day after election day. That means that everybody who ran for office, no matter what state or county or city you're in, today is the day that you can breathe a sigh of relief that it's over. Win or lose, <laughs> it is over. Either you're a little depressed or a little happy. Uh, don't worry, I've been there. I get it. I have a lot of friends that are running for office over here in Ohio, and we're batting around 90% wins across the board. So congratulations to everyone who ran for office and won here in Ohio and across the country in every state. Good job. And if you did not win, it's okay. You still get to relax. You don't have to run for office anymore. And you can listen to your daily crypto news. Let's get into it. So I was sitting around thinking this morning, and I feel that we're at the time where money starts to dip its toe into the crypto space. It seems as though that, you know, we have a bear market, and when the markets are down, it's really hard to see who's going to come out on top, what teams are really performing, where the interest, aka money, is going to be put into the projects or tokens or new ideas. We just don't know because everyone is down. Everyone is 80 to 90% down from all-time highs, so it's really hard to see where the movement's going to be. But then what you see is a little bit of interest going into the market, and you also see interest not going to places that you thought they would go. Right when money starts to flow into the market, you go, oh, this is the company and it's going to get the money and number go up. But when it doesn't, you start to think, maybe we got it wrong. And what we got wrong here was maybe this is not what the people want, what the markets want. Basically, people have been waiting with money on the sidelines. It's been a bear market. They don't want to put money into this the system. They don't want to put money into the industry, into crypto and projects. And then we see a, a basket, let's say, of 20 companies. And some companies get that money and some don't. The companies that don't get the money might have been on your radar as, oh, they're definitely going to bull next time. But they're not. So I really think that that is a big tell of what people and what confidence the market has in said companies. Now, don't get me wrong. In a bull market, you're going to see all kinds of companies, good, bad, shit, scams, all of them just go up. But before that absolute bull, this frenzy of FOMO and greed, you're going to see money going into the good companies that have actual fundamentals that could give these companies and the projects and the products longevity. And I say all this because Robinhood, you know, the Robinhood stock and crypto trading app, I say this because their crypto trading volume has dropped significantly in the third quarter and is continuing a trend that we see throughout 2023. The revenues for its crypto trading has declined to $23 million, which is a 55% fall from the previous quarter. The CEO said we're going to continue to innovate and improve the offerings in this space. I think there's lots of promising signs and lots of people spending time building in the industry. We're going to continue to be a leader there. I call BS. And I think that a lot of the money, like I said, that's sitting on the sidelines, that when we see a little bit of pump, a little bit more interest in the space, that they're not putting the money into Robinhood. Why? Because Robinhood is not supporting the space. Remember Robinhood ended support for Cardano? Polygon and Solana in June, right after they got a little bit of push from the SEC, didn't stand with Coinbase that was defending these coins, saying that they're not securities. They just decided to delist them, leave you holding the bag. And then when you try to take them off, you have to go through this rigorous process to get your own crypto off of the exchange, even though they say you can take it, move it wherever you want. It seems as though Robinhood is not for the people of crypto. So it looks like, in my opinion, the early money is proving this. 
However, I know it's going to be a bull run. We're going to see all-time high Bitcoin and people are going to say, well, look at Robinhood. It's at an all-time high or people are using Robinhood. The retail investor will. But the money that's going into the space to invest in companies that is going to innovate crypto, blockchain, and this whole industry, they're not looking at Robinhood. Robinhood has a niche clientele and that's for the mid-bull run retail investor that wants exposure to some cryptocurrency because of FOMO. Remember back in the day, I mean last year, when OpenSea was valued at around $13.3 billion? And they got that valuation after they raised around $300 million in a Series C funding round? Well, it's not like that anymore because American tech focus investment manager KOTU has marked down its stake in OpenSea by nearly 90%. KOTU reduces previously valued at $120 million stake in the NFT platform to only $13 million in the second quarter of 2023. That is a 90% markdown. Binance just announced the launch of a new self-custody wallet. And this wallet is now accessible through the Binance mobile app. And this for me is a red flag. I will tell you my skepticism in a minute. Self-custody wallets are those in which the user is in complete control over the wallet rather than trusting a third-party service to manage transactions and custody. The Binance Web3 wallet is built into the company's mobile app. The wallet also presents users with a curated selection of decentralized applications as well as an airdrop zone for exclusive airdrops and direct access to staking, lending, and other financial instruments. Instead of having to use a seed phrase, the wallet uses an MPC or a multi-party compilation method to generate three separate key shares. One is protected by Binance itself, one is held on the user's device, and the third is encrypted through a recovery password and saved on either iCloud or Google Drive. To gain access to your wallet, you need to have two of the three key shares, meaning that you need to have the one on Binance plus the one on the drive, the one on the drive, the one on the, de the device, or any combination of those three keys. But with that said, if the user loses the recovery password for the encrypted key share and uninstalls the Binance app or loses their key share device, they won't be able to access the wallet. So there's a little bit of risk. Why am I skeptical? Number one. It's built into their mobile app, so that therefore Binance has to have support for their mobile app that does a wide range of things. So what products could be there and not there in the future? I'm always skeptical of things that are not like specifically designed for the one function. So it's like I have to do everything app until it doesn't do everything and then they're not supporting the app anymore. And if this is going to be a, an app that's supporting your funds, like your crypto, and you could have a significant amount of crypto there in your self custody wallet in air quotes then what happens when they don't support it? You're just going to have to move it. Are you paying attention? Are you just hodling? It just makes me nervous. Number two, I have a lot of questions about this multi-party computation method to generate the private key shares. Uh, one is protected by Binance itself. Where, how, what's the encryption? Do they have access to it? Is there a way for them to know what the key is? So they actually have one of three of the keys. Can a government entity from around the world, be it Canada, the United States, or somebody in the EU, subpoena them to give them access to that key share so they may have one of three so all they have to do is get another one can they then subpoena iCloud or Google Drive to get the other one so then they can compensate your funds one of the key shares that's encrypted in your device what happens if you lose it is it actually in the device itself or in the app that's in the device and can you download the other app and then put in your password just to have the key share there's just so many questions and then it just makes me wonder why wouldn't you just use a ledger or a treasure or even if you're using an app-based self-custody wallet, 
Why not use MetaMask or Trust Wallet? So it's like there's so many different options and this one just gives me more questions than answers. And honestly, I'm old school. When it comes to protecting your crypto, which is actual money, I mean, a very volatile amount of money, but it is actual money, the simpler, the better, in my opinion. So it seems like a good thing. A lot of people are excited about it. But again, grain of salt, skepticism, Matt over here. Circle, the company behind USDC, is mulling an IPO next year. A spokesperson said that becoming a U.S.-listed public company has long been part of Circle's strategic operations. However, we don't comment on rumors. The financial metrics for a potential IPO remain undisclosed. However, the firm's value was last estimated at around $9 billion. Circle has a roster of notable investors, including financial institutions like Goldman Sachs, Fidelity, BlackRock, and many others. So an IPO could be in their future. I will tell you that every IPO in crypto that I invested in went straight down. So again, a grain of salt for me. Coinbase IPO went straight down. I've been dollar cost averaging for the past whatever since it IPO'd. I can't remember. Was that a year and a half ago, two years ago? I bought back when it IPO'd. I think it IPO'd at like $27 or went up to $27 and I bought back to $27. It's in like a little over a buck today. So yeah, that, that one hurt. Anyway, just just be careful. And finally, Bitcoin Ordinals, their transaction volume surged to its highest level since May on Tuesday as about $14.7 million worth of Bitcoin-based assets traded hands. Also, Ordi surged around 82% after Binance announced a listing and mistakenly tied it to the Bitcoin Ordinals project. Basically, there's a meme coin called Ordi based loosely on Bitcoin Ordinals. Bitcoin Ordinals obviously is this NFT thing that's trading on a BRC20 token on the Bitcoin blockchain. And Binance launched this meme coin and everybody's like, oh, wow, Bitcoin Ordinals coin. Well, even though that was erroneous, it surged. It's up to like $12.34 today, up from about $5.10 just a couple of days ago, which is looking like about 131% gain to be exact. Anyway, the Ordinals creator came out and said, look, the token is not connected to the protocol. Ordi is not associated with Ordinal's project, so y'all relax. Doesn't mean y'all made gains, but again, Skeptical Matt is saying, be careful, watch out. If you are aping into this, take your gains. If you're not, be careful, because again, not associated with a thing that they thought it was. Speaking of prices, let's get into them. Here comes the money. Here we go. And the time is 10.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fear Greed is at 73. We're greedy. Bitcoin is sitting at $35,260, up 1.3% in 24. Ethereum is at $1,886, up 0.6%. Teller's number three. Binance is at 245 down a half percent. And XRP is at 68.4 cents, up 0.8%. Running off the top 10, we have USDC, Solana, which is at 42.62, up 2%. In 24, Cardano's number eight, Dogecoin is at number nine, and Tonecoin is number 10. And it looks like Tonecoin surpassed Dogecoin briefly until Dogecoin rallied back and now maintains the number nine spot. By the way, Tron is not in the top 10. Thank you. Thank you. The total market cap is sitting at 1.33 trillion, up 1.1%. A Bitcoin dominance of 51.7 and ETH dominance of 17%. And that was our show today. I hope you have a great day. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>